Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Everybody worked together. The voluntary sector, you know, from civil defence to the Order of Malta, uh, right through to even private ambulances came in, um, Lifeline. and uh, It was really a community effort that I think we in Wexford can be proud of and a great tribute to the health services. Where we're standing at the moment, Brendan, is where it really was the scene of what yeah. unfolded. And I, I still have this vision of this firefighter at the very top, I'd say 30, 40 feet, even more in the air, and the flames shooting up right beside his face. I mean, what the fire service did uh, really has to be saluted and honoured in some shape or form because they put their lives in the line. There's no doubt about that. Um, they saved lives that night uh, and contained the damage uh, to the the second miracle is that the uh, some aspect of the hospital is actually operational uh, today Uh, and that is you know is a minor miracle in itself because when we heard that the plant room had been affected when I heard that um, the hospital had been evacuated my my heart sunk because I thought we would have no facility for the 165,000 people of Wexford uh, for, a con- for a long period of time. Um, the voices I've heard uh, from all strands of staff here over the last 24 hours indicate to me that they're going to get things back as quickly as they possibly can. And my plea in the doll yesterday to the Thánaiste when I took leaders' questions on this subject uh, was that the bravery, the speed, the professionalism of the team here yeah. has to be matched by actions from the government to ensure that if temporary provision of plant uh, or supports are required, that will be done immediately and that we will start reconstruction immediately. And of course, allied to that, um, you know, I suppose looking at economies of scale, if we are going to do a significant rebuild here, and that is obviously required now, there is no reason at all why the 96-bedded unit couldn't be fast-tracked and the same contractor contracted to do both at the same time. So that uh, uh, in tribute to the efforts that that, uh, were made here, um, that averted what would have been an historic national tragedy, that we would have uh, not only the same facilities but better facilities uh, within 18 months or two years. That is possible. That is possible if there's a will to do it, and that certainly would be my objective. And I think the objective of all my colleagues in the Dáil. Well, let's just put a priority on this. Is it not fair to say that this premises which we're standing outside at the moment, this hospital, is the most important building in County Wexford? It is the most valuable, important and strategic piece of infrastructure we have. Because every single one of those 165,000 people me included, my family included, that reside in this glorious county of Wexford depend on here. If we are ill, we know that we have um, uh, an access point in our county that will provide appropriate treatment and we need to have that up and running as quickly as possible. That's why the people of Wexford rallied uh, repeatedly over the decades when there was any threat to services here. We have a very fine hospital, we have excellent staff uh, we need to expand on that now and provide the sort of individual <coughs> individual wards that the COVID epidemic has taught us are necessary to contain infection. And the 96-bedded the unit is not additional beds. Some of them will be additional, but um, it is replacement beds right. for multi-bedded wards where infection um, cannot be controlled readily. And it's the, the way of the future. Um, I was concerned that we were to... Uh, walk in lockstep with Kilkenny 
um, with this new um, uh, their new unit. Theirs is up and running since last year, and good luck to them. That's what's needed. But we want ours now, and I think in tribute to the efforts of Wexford writ large yes. uh, in the last 48 hours, the government should commit itself today uh, to, to providing that facility. Speaking to me outside this very same hospital yesterday morning at a quarter past eight, the Minister for Health, Stephen Donnelly, unequivocally reassured us that this will come back bigger and better than ever. I have that on tape. It's not so very long ago when you as a minister came to me looking for tapes. Mm. This is a genuine fear that people of Wexford have is the dialogue, the aspiration is there. Will it be delivered? And I think if we can get one message out is that it is going to be delivered. One thing I learned over the years is that having something in a plan whether it's the National Capital Plan or the HSC Capital Plan, is meaningless unless there is a specific allocation of money towards that. Now, again, I was concerned when um, the Minister of Health appeared on your programme a few weeks ago, and he said, when you asked him that specific question, is this going to happen, this extension, this 96 beds, are they going to happen? And his response was he was awaiting a strategic assessment report. Now, a strategic assessment report is simply to assess whether it's necessary or not. The follow-up on that is to uh, appoint a design team, then uh, apply for planning permission, then look for resourcing for it. Now, that's years away. We have to cut through all of that. You've got the impression that things are going to be speeded up, which is so important. Well, we have to make sure they are, and we have to make sure that there is a, a, a positive outcome Uh, for this awful event, this awful, awful event uh, in Wexford General Hospital. And as I say, the fine tribute and the proper tribute for that is to ensure that 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 extension is provided. Now, as I say, I spoke both with the Chief Executive of Wexford County Council uh, and Dermot Houston, uh, the Chief Planner of Wexford County Council, and I'm assured that in terms of planning, there will be no barrier uh, there at all. It can be fast-tracked, and I'm discussing with, with Dermot uh, if, even if a ministerial order is required, uh, the legislative basis to do that. So we will put our collective shoulders to the wheel to make sure that there's no impediment to getting on with this. What is needed now, and I hope that it'll be put to the Taoiseach when he, when, he, when he visits here, is the firm commitment that these 96 beds will be provided as part of the refurbishment plan for this hospital immediately, in a modular fashion in the same way as... Um, it was possible to build 72 beds in Kilkenny in a matter of 18 months. Wouldn't it be magnificent if in 18 months or 24 months' time you're uh, interviewing me looking at a new, fine building? Wouldn't that be the proper tribute to the uh, heroic efforts of firefighters, hospital staff, ambulance crews and so many more that stood up to the mark in, in Wexford Uh, when the real challenge, a life and death challenge, was presented to them this week. I'm I'm delighted that Taoiseach is here. I think it it, it shows real interest and good faith, and I thank him for that. But it can't simply be a visit to look at the the damage done and to praise people. It has to be uh, a meaningful visit that will say, as a result of this, we're going to put things back. Uh, You know, I said in the doll in my contribution yesterday... uh, uh, and I, I remember uh, the words that George Lawler had spoken uh, uh, on the morning of the fire when he said that it was a warlike response from the fire brigade. And that's what it was, a warlike response from the fire brigade, the ambulance crews, the hospital staff. And I visited Ukraine, as you know, last year. And I saw a destroyed hospital there. Um, it was destroyed, obviously, deliberately by Russian missiles. But it was replaced within a month 
by um, a field hospital provided by the Danes. I don't suggest we should have a field hospital here, but I'm saying if there is a will, um, you can do mir- miraculous things. Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views.